With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ...addictive. It's carcinogenic. So what do you say? In a patch form, nicotine doesn't seem to have any addictive or habit-forming properties. How excited are you about this research? Well, I think if it works, it's going to make a big difference. It's an inexpensive, over-the-counter treatment that we think could really help people if this study proves successful. Health update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah. Uh well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Roo. Welcome to Couch in the Roo. I am Graham Couch here alongside Jason Nick as we begin our Thursday show, which is brought to you by Cask and Company, Kitchen and Bar, and Front 43 Neighborhood Pub over on Lansing's east side, just north of Frandor. Uh, two great places we're happy to have as our sponsor on Thursdays. Jason, uh, Graham. Yes, yesterday was... Uh, Christmas for some college football fans, also known as Signing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Christmas for um, for me. It, it's a day I really I, I respect that it's an important day, and I respect that people are into it. And so we're going to get into it, and because uh, I, I do think, look, it's where the talent come from comes from. And there were some interesting interesting things that happened yesterday, uh, both with Michigan State and elsewhere, and not just with the signing class. Um, uh, the class that uh, MSU signed, Mark D'Antonio called out Justin, didn't call out, but he w- said he was disappointed in Justin Lane for leaving the program and not uh, playing in the bowl game. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit because I have some thoughts on on that and sort of why I like it and why I don't and uh, reasons for for both. It is also a day that we love to go through the NFL and college football games and Pick them against the spread with Johnny Oddshark, who will join us again. Good slate of NFL games that mean something, some interesting spreads. And we're going to do some college football bowl games, some of which we kind of glossed over last week as I mismanaged the clock. and We spent way too much time on the Cure Bowl and not enough time on some of the bigger bowls. And so we'll get back into a couple of those bigger bowls and go over Michigan State's game again in the Red Box Bowl uh, against Oregon. All sound good? Sounds fantastic, my friend. All right, all right. So it should be should be fun. How much of the uh, the signing day stuff did you follow yesterday? Uh, just whatever through Rico's show. Yeah, a couple things. Read a couple things, but just uh, 
Michigan State, some Michigan stuff, and some rankings. Watched the Big Ten Network while I was here all day. Um, so that was pretty much it. That was my uh, my recruiting day. Your recruiting day. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I didn't get that uh, that far into it, but it, it was a good time. The thing that I've discovered about covering Michigan State for seven years now is that and I think this might be the eighth recruiting class, the eighth, eighth signing day, because it used to be in February. And Mark D'Antonio's best classes and his worst classes, and we're not counting 2016 here because 2016 was sort of was different for a lot of reasons, and it came off all that winning, and they got 11 four-star kids, and it looked like something new was going to happen in the way they recruited and the type of kids they got, and, and it wound up being a disaster. And, and some of it was bad luck, some a bad mix, a couple bad kids maybe, and it didn't work. But every other class, you go to like 2010-11, those are unbelievable classes, classes that would stack up against just about anybody in college football. You look at the names that came out of there. And then you look at 12-13, there's some duds, not as good. But if you look at those two classes on signing day, very hard to tell apart in terms of rankings and other things. And that's, that's ultimately the challenge with MSU fans, I think, on signing day. Is it, you, you ought to get excited about a five-star kid like Devontae Dobbs. But the class overall and the ranking, it's hard to get, I would say, excited or disappointed and have any rationale for either just based on the history of signing day where this class right here could be absolutely 10 or 11. And all of a sudden, it's one of the best classes in the country. Or it could be 12 or 13 and be the class that leads to a year like 2016 when they go 3 and 9 when those kids are seniors. You just don't know. The one thing that I thought they did really, really well was address need on the offensive line. The problem is how quickly can offensive line kids come in and help you? And um, we'll find out with a couple of these guys. I think Devontae Dobbs certainly will probably if he lives up to his billing, play early. One thing Mark D'Antonio said is it's probably the best offensive, client, offensive line class they've had, and if, if that's, that's the case, then three years from now, uh, they should be really good. I will caution, if you look at four of the first five four-star offensive linemen he brought in, none of them worked out, or four of the five didn't work out. So it is one of those things where... Uh, you know, it, it's very hard to tell early. Uh, Keonta Stallworth, David Barrent, Barrent, sorry, Skylar Berkland, Dennis Finley, and different reasons. There's some medical issues in there. Stallworth transferred out. But it's very hard to project offensive linemen. And Jack Conklin, nobody wanted, would have gone anywhere else if they had, uh, if somebody else had offered him a scholarship. So uh, I, I think it is, it's hard to look at MSU and get excited or be upset on signing day. And the challenge is the rankings of Ohio State and Michigan, I think sometimes make it daunting. Like you, you look how many four stars those kids, those schools get and where the experts see them. And it's, it's a challenge. Um, you want to break down every, every kid uh, by a uh, hip movement and uh, sure analysis. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause Rico had uh, Spencer Brown on good kid. Sounds like he'll be fun. Uh, Rico said he should play defensive line instead of off- offensive tackle, I guess. Who knows where uh, he'll end up. What did the kid say? What's the kid want to do? Uh, he said, I, I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to it. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. 
got a lot of things going on back here when I do these shows, you know. Yeah. Can't no, listen to every word. I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And the kid from Australia, the punter, Aussie rules. That sounds like That's fun. an interesting thing. Like with Shane Graham coming in and trying to, I don't know what changed, not change the, the kicking game because the kicking game has always been strong, but trying different things, right? I know, uh, you know, breaking down a punter, but I thought it was interesting getting a kid from Australia, right? Yeah, for sure. And the fact that they've got a lot of punters on the roster, they've got some good ones. And the fact that they think this was a trend and a way to go. Uh, one of the things that speaks to to me is when there is something happening in college football offensively or defensively, I think D'Antonio has things down. But when there's something happening in football outside of the um, the norm, D'Antonio is never going to be on the cutting edge of it, but he's not afraid to adjust to it. Like he sees this, he can be convinced that having Australian rules punter is something that creates an advantage for his team. He's going to go do it. Yeah. And that's it was a fun day, you know, especially having a, uh, one of your good friends is a Michigan fan. Oh, you guys lost a three star to Rutgers. I'm like, dude, I'm like, he, he has a brother that plays at Rutgers. He wanted to play with. Him. Yeah, still. <laughs> I was like, OK, never mind. Michigan yeah, fans were chirping yesterday. It was fun. They were chirping. They always yeah. chirp. But here's the problem with Michigan fans is that I mean, they were the what the eighth ranked class five by some people, whatever it was. Top 10 class. Mm-hmm. Right. Real good class. Sure. Um, and better class ranked than Ohio State by a couple. But they've won signing day my entire life. And in the last, I don't know, 11 years in which Michigan State has won eight times, they've won signing day as well. I, I just think both programs are at a point where, I, I don't want to say signing day is not important because this is the talent acquisition phase. That's like saying the NFL draft isn't important. That's where you win and lose. This is... This is everything in some ways. It's just harder to know what's going to be what than it is in, like, basketball. And, I mean, it, if you look at Michigan's 2010-11 classes and you look at Michigan State's, I mean, does rivals in 24-7, do they say, you know what, we're just going to fold? We, we don't really know what we're talking about. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they don't understand it with a pretty good degree what these kids are right now. Well, it's like when we do our Thursday picks, right? I mean, we get probably 10 games wrong, you know, but people still come back because there's two games that we'll give you that you can win money on. But you can't. It's like it's like recruiting. It's, it's gambling. To say a guy is going to be, you know, just because he's a five-star doesn't mean he's going to follow through and be, be good in college. Well, and the five-stars are one thing. If you look at the history of five-stars, and some of the five-stars aren't great. Michigan State's had five-stars that have been really good players. Will Golston, but he wasn't a great player at Michigan State. He was not Denicos Allen, who was much more unheralded. Denicos Allen's one of the great uh, college football players ever to play at Michigan State. Will Golston's not. And the three, four-star thing is more where I think the misses uh, tend to happen. But, again, if you're Michigan, you should know by now you don't talk trash on signing day. If you're Michigan State, you should know by now you wait to find out. And... Is that the most exciting way to spend signing day? It is not. Michigan fans, you can never tell them to not talk trash in anything. If there's an edge, if Michigan gets an edge, or you know their basketball team's 11-0, and 0, they're, they're going to talk smack no matter what. But the problem is, you know, my buddy Jordan thinks he can get to me. I'm like, no, dude. Okay. Good for you guys. Absolutely, yeah. Rutgers is a good school. You've you got to do it on the field. You know, yeah. the, the bottom line is when, when you've just lost 62-39 to 39 to Ohio State and you haven't been to a, a Big Ten championship you haven't won a Big Ten championships in 2004 or been to the playoff yet. It's one of those things. Like, I, I don't. I think Michigan's in a great place. I think they've got a good coach. I think their program's in the right direction. I think 
They're recruiting well. I think it's an awesome time to be a Michigan fan. But you're not in a zone yet where you can chirp. You can't talk smack. And then you have to remember when you do do things, and every fan base should remember this, ultimately, ultimately, deep down in your core, that you didn't do anything. That's the hardest thing to remember. What are you talking about? I cheered. When you talk talk trash to another fan base, either side, you didn't do anything. Uh, Your check better be pretty damn big if you did something. There ought to be a name somewhere that built a locker room or did something that really contributed. You I didn't hate do that anything. crap, though. So like, you can't talk smack because I'm not you saying, I'm not on say- the field. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying don't. if you take it to a certain point, that, that would be always be my comeback. What did you do? Like If I'm the fan being talked trash to, and this is why I'd be a really bad fan. That's a terrible argument, though. What did you do? When's, when, have you played football? No, no, no. I don't like that one. Okay. It's well, what, did, what have you done? To help Michigan's football program. What have you done? The I mean, if I'm a Michigan State fan and you're going after the, the 8 and 11 still, I think that's a fine retort, but I wouldn't lead with it because what did you do? I, I just I find it, I don't know. I, I, I get, bought a $149 hoodie and I watch every game every week. Man. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I'm not with you on that one. I feel like, you know, I, I do agree that some of these people, they get a little crazy and their arguments are, are baseless, but to sit there and go, you know, my dad could beat up your dad. It's like, all right. When's that? Did you play football in college? I'm not saying that. I don't like that. I know, but that's where some of these arguments go. I'm just saying when you talk trash, remember in your core you did nothing. So, in other words, don't let it get (laughs) to a point that you are, like, angry and, you know, because you see these things where people are just really going at each other, and it's like, you know what? Neither of you did anything. Yeah. Neither of you did anything. Well, it's like with the Lions. You know, there was a Bills fan – uh, in Illinois when we watched the game there. And, you know, Teresa's like, oh, yeah, don't, you know. I go, don't worry. I'm not going to. There's no way I'm going to get into a, a fight for the Detroit Lions. I mean, I'm like a fist fight to where I get arrested. Yeah, like what would your argument be? We, we, I, got, we, no, we I suck have more than yeah, you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, there's no. I just looked at the, the Bills fan guy, and he was looking at me like, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to tag me. I'm like, no, 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 dude, it's cool. I'm, I'm totally, you know, not there anymore. I couldn't imagine getting into, like, an actual fist fight. You see those videos on Twitter. People in the stands throwing haymakers and stuff. Now that looks fun, but I don't know. Yeah, like the Lions, there's no defense. I can't. What do I have? What do I have to come back with? I mean, good lord, how how would I have an argument? So <laughs> it would be an inch. That would actually be a fun <laughs> thing if you're if you're going to talk trash as a Lions fan. What what is your lead argument? Yeah, what would I need? To, like seriously, as a Lions fan, what would we need? To have happen in the next what like five years of winning consecutively, yeah. going to the playoffs right before we can even talk like talk any trash. Yeah, because Bill's guy at least has four straight Super Bowls. Sure, they may have lost them, but they Still, were in four straight. Right, that's pretty impressive. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith. Yeah, Got yeah some yeah. legends there. No, I wouldn't. Are yeah, you gonna say Barry was better than Thurman? Thurman's backup in college was better than Thurman. That might be your only argument. That's that's your, what a terrible argument. It's a terrible argument. I would rather play like Keno, stare at numbers, but. Again, but that argument is about as sound as a Michigan Michigan State argument against each other. Sure. I mean if you're and if you're if you're a Michigan guy, eight and eleven exists. If you're a Michigan State guy, I'd be real careful right now because Michigan looks like their program's on the upswing. you know, win another before you and even so, you didn't do anything. And I know that's a horrible I mean, the whole point of this is to have fun and be fans. And I'm all cool with talking trash if it's in fun. I just feel like the root of a lot of this is in hate. Yeah. And Remember, you didn't do anything. It's so nationalistic and siloish, and, and it just—I mean, maybe you went to that school, maybe you didn't. Didn't haven't we been saying that Michigan has been up on the upswing since Harbaugh started, or a year after, right? 
Like every year? Yeah, but if you're a Michigan fan, you aren't talking anything right now. You had a good day on signing day. You always have a good day on signing day. It is a good day for Michigan football every year. And frankly, uh, the fact that they haven't won more given they're winning on signing day is an argument not to be so excited on signing day. And if you're a Michigan State fan, <laughs> it's tough because you, you don't know what to make of any year. Every year looks the same. Some years are really good. Some years aren't. The program's won a ton. You've had classes that have... Um, but See, I don't have a problem getting excited about it. I mean, the bowl game isn't for, what, another 10, 15 days or whatever in between. You know, it's fun to talk football. I have no problem if you get excited about it. Now, if you're telling me how great this class is and blah, 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 you, you, you can see in a crystal ball, then get out of here. But, no. I mean, if you if yesterday makes you happy, I have no no issue with it whatsoever. All right, I want to take our first break because when we get back, I want to get into a couple things D'Antonio said about current players, mostly uh, Justin Lane and his decision to leave the program. Um, we'll do that next here, Couch in the Roof. Seeking family fun on a budget? The Ticket Machine has a variety of family pack specials for sporting events in Lansing, Grand Rapids, Detroit, and beyond. The Ticket Machine staff can help you find the seats, suites, and parking for football, hockey, hoops, and harder-to-find events that fit your family's needs and budget. For the best seats, service, and prices, visit theticketmachine.com. Stop by in person at the corner of South Hagedorn and Mount Hope, or call us at 517-655-3201 and let the Ticket Machine help you make memories. These are dynamic times in Greater Lansing. Lots of great growth and change and opportunity all around. The Eyed Company is here and wants to help. Whatever your real estate needs are, be they commercial, retail, residential, or land. The Ides are a family company with a care and understanding of a small business, but the reach of a big one. Visit us at IdeCompany.com or call 517-351-2480. The Ide Company. Come grow with us. Would you or someone you know love to make a difference in the lives of kids and get paid for it? Dean Transportation is now hiring responsible and caring school bus drivers. You'll earn a competitive benefits package, 401k, paid time off, and we offer flexible scheduling. Excellent driving history required. Paid CDL training provided. Apply now at deantransportation.com slash jobs. That's deantransportation.com slash jobs. Make a difference in the lives of our kids and get paid to do it. Hi, Tom Crawford here telling you if you eat better, you feel better which is why you need to experience the real food and fresh fruit of the Tropical Smoothie Cafe in East Lansing. What a great selection from toasted wraps, sandwiches, flatbreads, and gourmet salads, let alone the renowned fresh fruit smoothie. Two convenient locations, 1201 East Grand River, across from the MSU campus, 1595 West Lake Lansing Road, just east of 127. It's the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, your healthy, guilt-free cafe and catering destination. You're listening to Couch in the Rube. A Spotlight Production. This is Jack Ebling with a Spotlight Sports Minute. Two Michigan Sports Hall of Famers will match wits Friday night in Breslin Center. Together, Greg Campy and Tom Izzo have spent 71 seasons at their current schools, 59 as head coaches. Campy has led Oakland for 35 years, and Izzo's been the boss at Michigan State for 24, now counting 12 as Judd Heathcote's hand-picked successor. Their combined record, 1,187 and 673. But it's what they've meant to the programs and people in Rochester and East Lansing that make you forget they're just 63 years old. The only active D coaches who've been on the job longer than Campy are Syracuse's Jim Beheim and Duke's Mike Krzyzewski. The only coach with more Big Ten titles in Izzo's 13 and more Final Fours in his seven is no one. 
Enjoy their sideline passion while you can. Coaches half their age can't match it. I'm Jack Eblin. The Spotlight Sports Minute, a production of the Spotlight Radio Network. For more, go to SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. The future of radio is here. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Carter. A Senate bill that would avert a government shutdown at the end of the week is now headed to the House. This bill would extend funding until February 8th. Most of the government has already been funded through the 2019 fiscal year. Mike Bauer reports a short-term funding bill became possible when President Trump softened his demand for $5 billion to help build a border wall. No indication if he'll sign it. The head of the Russia investigation is asking for the congressional testimony transcript of former Trump advisor Roger Stone. The Washington Post reports the move could signal that special counsel Robert Mueller is wrapping up his probe of stone. The testimony could be key for investigators if they're looking to indict him for making false statements. And AAA is predicting more than one-third of Americans will hit the road this holiday season. The travel group anticipates a record-breaking 112.5 million travelers will take to the nation's runways, roads, and rails from this Saturday through New Year's Day. Lisa Carter, NBC News Radio. You're listening to Couch in the Room. Already on, already on the TV. SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. So Mark D'Antonio said something yesterday, Jason, that uh, he was asked about Justin Lane. Shocked me. It did. A little weird. And he, he said he was disappointed um, in the decision by Justin Lane, who's left the program. And when he was asked if he was playing in the bowl game, he said, well, he's left the team. So he's not. And he acted like it was a little bit of an affront. And I like this response from D'Antonio, and I don't like it. And and, in case people are unaware, Justin Lane is the the cornerback who's an NFL prospect, probably a mid to late round pick. It's hard to tell. Uh, I think he may be higher than that once he goes through the testing because I I think he's a good – Good prospect. But he came out and tweeted and said, you know, thanks for all the time at MSU, and he was going to go to the NFL. But he didn't say whether he was playing in the bowl game, and then D'Antonio confirmed yesterday he's left the team, so obviously he's not. And that everybody else uh, is playing, and then we'll make decisions. Um, and LJ Scott is playing, too, who's already said he is he is leaving after the bowl game. What I liked about what Mark D'Antonio said is it was raw and honest, and we don't get enough of that. A lot of it is worrying about what kids think, or worrying about perception. And I think that's genuinely how Mark D'Antonio feels. You are part of this team. You should. You want to finish the job with your teammates. It's disappointing to him. He didn't chastise the kid as being an awful kid or anything. He was just disappointed that the kid didn't want to be part of things at the end, and this is the route he took, and he's probably disappointed this happens all the time. And I like when people are honest about what they feel and and it's okay to be disappointed about something like that here's a kid you recruited you nurtured he played for your program he gave you everything for three years so I think when you sit down and look at it you'll you'll be okay with the kid where I don't like it is when Mark D'Antonio left Cincinnati for Michigan State he did so before the bowl game you know that's the way their side of the business works you usually leave after game 12 and that's it and so this idea that players don't get to play the same game, it's, it's, it, that it's a different thing, I, this is their business increasingly now too. The season, unless you're in the playoff, maybe a New Year's Six game, 
unless the bowl game is a really big deal to your the program, is less the bowl game is less important than the regular season. So for Justin Lane to leave, it is no different than Mark D'Antonio leaving Cincinnati to come to Michigan State at the end of 2006. I covered that bowl game. You know who left Central Michigan? Brian Kelly, the coach, Mark D'Antonio's kids in that game. That is just the way it works. Do I think it's great? I don't. I'd lo- I'd love it if coaches, if there was a way within the recruiting world, and the but I'd love it if coaches could finish the season. That's not the system. I don't think there's a way to correct it. And so it's it's hypocritical of Mark D'Antonio to be upset with somebody, players doing the system the same, and to say that he thinks people should finish what they started. That said, I think it's honest to say he's disappointed. And that's okay, too. So I, I do have a little bit of an issue with it, but I also respect that he spoke his mind and didn't PR it. And Because every coach who loses a player and says, I'm all good with it, well, there are a few who probably are totally good with it. But most are a little disappointed, and they just won't say it. And we don't call those coaches liars, even though they're lying to you sometimes. And there are some who are thinking, truly, this is, you know. But they're ultimately thinking, the reason I'm not going to say I'm disappointed is I need the edge in recruiting. They're not doing it because they really didn't, they really truly want that kid gone before the bowl game. But I did find it a little hypocritical, and... That's just, I mean. Yeah, but if it were the the college football playoff, I, I would understand D'Antonio being angry. But you're playing in the Red Box Bowl. Correct. Against Oregon. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't, and a, guy, I don't, a guy has his future to look forward to. And I, don't I, know, like, I, and I don't know how angry he is <clears throat> and how just disappointed. You know, I, again, I respect the honesty in the moment. Yeah, but you, you asked a question. You answered how you felt. How many times can you count on one hand where you think he's been out front, like upfront and honest about a question? I'm not saying he's lied, but you know what I mean? Like that that kind of honesty like wait you wait the whole season to be honest name the last time where you heard something from d'antonio in a presser that you were like oh he, wow he's pretty uh, i think he more so than a lot of coaches is, is fairly uh wears what he's thinking on his sleeve i think that is something he does regularly and mm-hmm. um more than more so than a lot of coaches that is not one of his weaknesses although sometimes i guess it can be a weakness because certainly that will be used against him yeah, I don't, see, I don't blame coaches, football coaches, for not wanting to say anything because everything is, you know, microanalyzed or whatever. So I have no problem with it. But if you're just going to come out all of a sudden, and uh, it's not ripping Justin Lane or, or L.J. Scott's going to play, but I don't blame Justin Lane for not playing in this game. He's a possible, what, second-round player? You have to get ready for the NFL draft. Now, like I said, if it were a Rose Bowl, if it were the the playoff, then I would have – no problem with D'Antonio ripping these guys because that blows my mind that you wouldn't want to play for a national championship. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, if, if it had just been consistent with D'Antonio's coaching moves throughout his career, then you could say, well, this is just how he feels. He's different and it will be used against him. I don't know if that'll have an impact or not. Um, it's the first kid that Mark D'Antonio has had this happen to him with. And so we'll see if when it happens again, because I think it will. I think this is a trend. But you mentioned Kelly and, and D'Antonio leaving before mm-hmm. the bowl game, but did anybody care from Cincinnati or CMU? I mean, if, well, no, if they Dabo understood. Sweeney left before before the playoff, I think Clemson fans would never forget him, and he would never do that, right? What, it's right. just they're in a nothing bowl, so they go, nah, let's just move on to recruiting. I have no problem with that either, but if coaches want to, you know, in a meaningless bowl. No, I, I, you get I, another gig and you don't want to coach it and let some young guys get their, you know, maybe audition. 
for your job. Well, I, I don't think you can treat it like a meaningless game if you're going to prepare. But but here's where I'm with you. The reason nobody blinked an eye, even though people might have been disappointed, certainly were at Central that Kelly was leaving and probably were at the time not knowing what Kelly was going to bring, that D'Antonio left at Cincinnati and the players were disappointed. The people, the reason people accepted it is that was a, an understood part of that business, the coaching business. This is increasingly going to become an understood part of the player business. And I think D'Antonio's response a year or two from now will be different. Um, I don't know you know, what the fix is, and you're, and you're right. I, mean, I go back to the – and I don't know that there needs to be one. I, you go back to the um, Rich Rodriguez to Michigan. If, if West Virginia does not lose to Pitt when they're 28-point favorites in that regular season finale and they're undefeated and they're playing for a national championship, there's no way Rich Rodriguez leaves early and comes to Michigan. That whole era doesn't happen. So it's certainly circumstances can, can dictate things. Uh, quickly, before we uh, – uh, before we could take a break and, and, and get to Johnny Ochark and some of our picks. LJ Scott is playing uh, in the bowl game, and Mark D'Antonio confirmed that, and, and that'll be interesting to watch him as he sort of auditions. He's apparently is healthy now and, and plays in a game that um, is his last his last stab before, uh, before the NFL. Uh, I think there's some storylines there. Maybe we'll get back into this a little second hour. Uh, if you're looking for a sty- stylish modern American dining experience or a bar to watch the game with a neighborhood feel, Cask and Company and Front 43 are the places for you. Cask and Company is a chef-driven casual eatery and bar, perfect for both sushi and cocktails and burgers and beers, with more than 30 60-inch LED TVs that are both ideal to catch the game but won't dominate the, the atmosphere on date night. Front 43 Next Door offers the same diverse and exquisite menu and a sports bar with one of the best television setups you'll find. I've been there myself. It is, is a really, really nice, good feel, and all the TVs right in front of you in front of the bar. Uh, at both places, enjoy a daily lunch buffet from 11 to 3 and happy hour specials from 3 to 6, including $3 drafts, dollar-off pints, and half-off appetizers. And don't miss music bingo 7 to 9 on Thursday nights. Uh, Cask and Company in Front 43 at 3415 East Saginaw in Lansing, just north of Frandor. We'll be right back on Couch in the Roof. You're connected to Business Wrap in a snap. Julie Mann here, the host of Work Matters, the show that ponders, does work matter? And if it does, why? For over 30 years, my background has afforded me the opportunity to be entrenched in business and people issues. And a common thread behind many business challenges is that work does matter and that employees do matter. And both of these together are very important to the business culture and to business success. So on Work Matters, we focus on workplace issues, and we focus on topics that help your business grow. One of the topics that does matter to a business is how do we develop employees? One of the things that's very key in today's business environment is the concept of apprenticeship programs. Apprenticeship programs are gaining a lot of popularity from a business employee development standpoint of view because it provides a mechanism to have employees learn while they work. So on the show, we'll talk about what is an apprenticeship program and how does it differ from just coming to work? Why are apprenticeship programs important to how we develop those skills in the workplace? With apprenticeship programs, what we do know is that there's benefits for the employer to have the apprenticeship program as well as for the employee to have apprenticeship programs. And the last myth that we'll talk about on the program is that apprenticeship programs in today's business environment is not just for the skilled trades. Apprenticeship programs are expanding into all forms of business. Join us on the show to learn more about apprenticeship programs. 
This is Julie Mann, and yes, work matters. For more in-depth business discussion on this topic and many more, go to businesswrap.biz. Also, download the free OneTouch Business Wrap app by searching Business Wrap on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And from our founder, Suzanne Heward, that's a wrap. Gambling, booze, and lots of opinions. You're listening to Couch in the Room. It is time to make you some money. Oh, you're trying to go Michael Buffer there, weren't you? I was. thinking about it. Yeah. You're going to get a suit. Don't do the, let's get ready to whatever you said. Yeah. And, and I'm not making under. promises on the money, actually, either. Uh, oh, absolutely. No, we're going to make promises. We're going <laughs> to kick your bookie in the chest this weekend. It, it is, is holidays. So we're going to pay for Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember, though. Yeah, is, don't come in with a down attitude. No, no, no. Graham, I mean, come on. This is it. This is how your kids get more than flashlights this year in their stockings. Damn straight. That's how we do it. It's my pleasure to bring in a weekly regular guest, somebody we love here, John Campbell, Johnny Oddshark, an analyst at oddshark.com. John, welcome to the program. Thanks, Graham. Jason, how's it going? Doing well. It's good. Graham's bumming me out. He has no like gambling energy, John. I mean, like you know, I'm sitting there hyped up. Ready to kick my, <laughs> kick my bookie in the chest and pay for Christmas. And Graham's like, oh, yeah, don't uh, take any of your picks. You know, we're, we're just ho-hum. No, screw that. This segment yeah, well, this segment will make you money, right, John? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see if we can pick them up a little bit here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so last week I really screwed up in terms of the, uh, the time management in the first hour. And we spent, you know, way too long on the Cure Bowl and didn't spend enough time on the Fiesta Bowl. So we're, we're going to go back through just some of the ver- most important games in college football that I think people will find interesting and then get into the NFL slate. Um, and I want to get your thoughts, uh, starting with uh, the playoff semifinals. We'll start there. Notre Dame plus 13 versus Clemson. This line keeps climbing for Clemson. I keep loving it for Notre Dame. I'm a little nervous the line keeps climbing. I am all over Notre Dame on this. Jason, are you? where are you on this? Listen, I, I was on Notre Dame from the jump. We have Trevor Darnell, uh, John on from South Point in Vegas. He's kept me up to date. It's at 13 and a hook. It's kind of a weird line. I still love Notre Dame at 13 and a half. I think it could climb to 14. Two touchdowns and Notre Dame. I'm loving Notre Dame right now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I love Notre Dame as well. And if it does get up to 14, I don't think it will stay there very long. So I would jump on that if, if that number does come up there. But uh, I love Ian, Ian Sportsbook, as I call him. Uh, these guys cover. This is a good team, and uh, I just think this is too many. I, this is the one of the two. I think this this one has the better chance of an upset. Well, why why is this line climbing? Like this seemed like a great line for Notre Dame at eleven and a half, and now it's at thirteen. I, I, I'm, am I what am I missing? I think it's one of those public versus sharp games, and the, the public. So we're all on the public side here, liking Notre Dame, and there's sharp money coming in early. It's Clemson owns the best bowl streak in the nation. I believe they're eight and one against the spread, or seven and one against the spread in their last eight or nine bowl games. So these guys cover when it comes to bowl season, and Dabo gets the most out of his team. So it doesn't surprise me too much that that the big money is on is there early. But I, I think we'll see Notre Dame money come back late. Yeah, I don't mind being against the Sharps because I sometimes think they're thinking about the history of things or they're thinking about the record against the spread this late in the year. Well, there's a lot, of sharp, the, a lot the, of sharp money on San Diego State last night, by the way, boys. There mm-hmm. was. Just saying. Yeah. A lot of sharp money on them. 
There, there, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great example of not knowing the football situation, and 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 that you you see that sometimes uh, with the sharp money. All right, so we're all in agreement on Notre Dame, and you you also mentioned this is not a bad money line play if you're going to do it because there, there's some money to be made in a game that could be an upset. Correct. Yeah, of the two games, I think this one, Notre Dame has a better shot of winning uh, versus Oklahoma upsetting Alabama. Okay, so let's go to that game. Oklahoma plus 14 versus Alabama in the Orange Bowl. This game also on December 29th, um, which is uh, the Saturday after Christmas. The I, I look at this game, and first of all, the, the thing that's hard for me is I don't know if, if Tua is playing and how well he'll play. And I, I know that, that that I don't know how much that's affecting the line. To me, it should. You are starting a running back at quarterback. Your receivers are irrelevant to the game. You have great receivers. Or you're starting one of the great quarterbacks in college football, a Heisman finalist who's got amazing arm talent. I don't get how – I mean, if if one day Michigan State started Jeremy Lankford at running back and the next day they started Connor Cook, to me that's a big difference. And for some reason, Vegas doesn't see it in the line. Until I know more, I don't think I could take this either way. I'm going to go uh, Bama here if Tua's playing. If Tua's not, I'm going Oklahoma with the 14 – uh, where are you at, Jason? I think you're looking a little too deep into this. I'm surprised it's only Alabama minus 14. I'm taking Bama, and I'm pretty excited about it. What do you think, John? Yeah, I agree. I'm on Alabama. It doesn't matter to me if Hurts or Tua starts, and I think it will be Tua. And he's definitely the better passer, but Jalen Hurts can pass, and Alabama has some great receivers. But the overlooked thing all year somehow for Alabama is this defense, and it, it is one of the best defenses in the nation. And uh, I just think they'll be able to – to uh, the offense will always take care of itself, but the defense will be able to slow Oklahoma down enough to cover this number. It is one of the more fascinating games because you may have one of the great uh, prolific offenses in college football history here with Oklahoma. And and so it really is a it is defense wins championship sort of argument, right? Does the great defense yeah. stop that offense? And if it does, there's just no question Alabama's going to run away. If it can't, then maybe it's a game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Oklahoma has one of the worst defenses yeah. in, the, in the country. And uh, just put those two together. I'm, I'm with Jason. I, I think Alabama should be favored by more. Okay. All right. The Red Box Bowl. This is the other big game nationally. Um, Michigan State <laughs> plus three versus Oregon. And and we talked about this last week. You really like Oregon. I I like Oregon here too. I think I'm picking it about by eight. Twenty four sixteen is my early uh, thought on this game. Uh, I, I do think Michigan State's defense will will keep them in the game. But where are you here, Jason? Uh, line hasn't budged. I'm still on Oregon. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm I'm still on Oregon here too. I I love Justin Herbert, and uh, I think they'll be able to score more than that against a very very good Michigan State defense. And, and the problem for Michigan State, especially down the stretch, is is that quarterback. And, and just I I just can't put any faith in the way those guys played down the final stretch here. And I think they're in big trouble against Oregon. Yeah, I mean that is sort of the 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 thing we don't know, right? If Brian Lewerke's arm is 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 healed to a certain extent, and he were to play really well. Uh, and L.J. Scott is healthy and playing for his NFL life. You know there are there are some possibilities that the offense will look a little bit different, and and that maybe the the problem is, you know, to to what end? The, you know, like the last time the offense looked pretty good against Purdue, I thought they got twenty three points. That's still not a ton of points, and right. so I, I don't know that they they score enough here to uh, to, to to beat Oregon, and, and and frankly the odds to to beat that spread. I just think don't are, touch the game. Just just stay away. 
Watch it. Have I don't fun. know. I don't have John, have John, you really like you really like Oregon, don't you? I, I, I really like Oregon. Yeah. Here. This is one of my favorite plays. Yeah, but he's and, a Michigan yeah. fan. That's not why. He'll be wearing his Michigan hat. You, on his no, that, you that say that every why. week. This guy's a pro. <laughs> you say that every week, Jason. That's not why. And 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 I like seeing the Big Ten do well. I, I cheer for the Big Ten in, in all these games. But I just I love Justin Herbert. I think I think if 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 you haven't watched this guy play, he's really impressive. And this offense can do a lot of different things with him back there. So. Uh, I just think they're the better team, especially on offense. Calm down, serious Sally. I was just, you know, busting his chops a little bit. I, 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 the Oregon, Oregon is a smart money. I was just saying, he's a Michigan guy. We know. <laughs> All right, the uh, Fiesta Bowl, and this is a, a game of the New Year's Six games uh, that that's probably most interesting to me, just because UCF is, you know, the the little guy, right? And they're playing LSU, and I, if they were to do it two years in a row, you'd start to go, wait a second, you know, and 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 that just and lends more. F- fuel to the playoff debate and whether it should go to eight and these guys should be in and all that stuff. Uh, I, again, I, I like this LSU defense a lot. Don't love the offense, but I like LSU in this. Uh, where are you, Jason? With us, John Embry, another, another great young man from Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? You know I'm going with my boy, Ed O. <laughs> I don't like the seven and a hook. Might be a stay away, but if I have to pick right now, I'm going to Ed O. LSU, what do you think, John? Oh, I love that clip. That, that is great. I, I'm on LSU as well. No Mackenzie Milton. He, he's not just the best player on this team. He's, he's their leader, and I think they're in big trouble without him. I love it. I love it. Big trouble. That means play big. But you got to learn the codes of John a little See, bit. See, I need to do the Ed O when people, <laughs> people come in during the radio show and don't even notice the on-air lighted. I am doing a radio show in here. <laughs> hell's wrong with you guys? All right, Rose Bowl, Washington, plus six and a half versus Ohio State. Uh, the, the Urban Meyer farewell game. Uh, yeah, boy, I, I, Washington's played a lot better lately, but I still like inside of a touchdown Ohio State in this game. Where are you, Jason? I love Ohio State. Six and a hook. That's a, I love those six and a hook lines, especially a team that wants to win one for Herb to get him out of here. What do you think, John? I'm, I'm on Ohio State as well, but I, I really don't love it. Washington can still play well. They played better down the stretch, as Graham mentioned, and uh, I don't love it, but i got to go with Ohio State. Okay, Sugar Bowl, Texas plus 13 versus Georgia, a game that I, I mean, I don't know if I there, – there are games this weekend with, um, uh, involving teams I've never heard of and universities that don't exist um, that I care more about than this game. Still, it's the Sugar Bowl. So Texas plus 13 versus Georgia, that's a lot of points for a Georgia team that's either going to be disappointed or out to make a point. Um, I'm actually, I think it's too many points. I'm going Texas. Where are you, Jason? As a gambler, I hate this game. I, plus 13, Texas. I don't, I'm, uh, it's a stay away from me. If I had to take, I'm taking the 13. What do you say, John? I, I like Georgia here. I, I think Georgia is going to show that the SEC is just so much better than the Big 12 in this one. And uh, same with the, same with the Oklahoma Alabama game. It's, I, I just don't think this is this is enough. Georgia is so good on defense; they can do everything on offense. It's, I think this could be a blowout. Wow, could be a blowout. Another code uh, could be a blowout. Maybe play it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's good to know that sort of information. It's like the last game on New Year's night. After everything else has gone wrong, you're in the hole, 700 to your bookie. This is where you play. <laughs> that is, that's, yeah. I don't, is that the game you want to play right there? Yeah, and the beauty is it's Saturday, right? So you get to, no, it's not a Saturday. It's a Tuesday. All right, it's not, actually, it's a horrible. You're going to have more of the week to come. So hang out. You're going to have college hoops to get it back. Don't, don't overdo it on Georgia, Texas. You can get that kneecap back. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you'll get it back. All right, let's go to the NFL here. And uh, there, there are some interesting games and some games that mean a lot. 
and there's some spreads that are just sort of interesting. Redskins plus 10 at Titans. Oh. This is a Saturday game, and I usually hate the Titans. Then last week they looked phenomenal. Yeah, against and Eli in the rain. The Redskins have no quarterback. It seems like their season is, is, is gone down. Titans are at home in a game that they have to win to set up that showdown with the Colts. I, I know it's a big number. I like the Titans. Ah, man, this is a tough one. This is a stay away from me. For the pick, though, I'm taking Redskins plus 10. I just don't trust the Titans. The Titans on the money line, but the Redskins with the 10. What do you think, John? Yeah, I don't I don't trust the Titans either, but I got to take them here. I just the Washington has had so many injuries. I think this is a letdown game too after they got Josh Johnson his first NFL win last week too. So, got to take the Titans, don't love it. All right. So Titans are don't love it, but we're on the Titans. Ravens plus 10 at Chargers. Uh Chargers are, are, are rolling that's a big number with the Ravens on the road. Game that means a lot to both teams. I think it's it's where are you getting that number at? Did I write it down wrong? Yeah. What's the number? Uh, it opened five and a half, and it's at four and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's not plus 10, then. I'm about to say. No. I'll take the Chargers, then. I think I just wrote down the previous line. That's a horrible, horrible line. I'm about to say, that's the line that, I mean, did you tease that? Or yeah. Without no, telling me? All right, all right. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, I'll take the Chargers, then, if, wherever that line is. It's at four. It's four and a half now. So, your Chargers minus four and a hook. I tell you what, I kind of, I'm taking the Ravens, and I'm taking the points. What do you think, John? I, I love the Ravens here. Uh, I, I did not like what I saw from Philip Rivers last week. It looked like he was playing 500 up with a lot of those passes, and I thought his receivers bailed him out a, a lot. Going up against a great Ravens defense and great Ravens pass defense, I, I think this is going to be a really close game that could go either way. All right, Bills plus 13 at Patriots. No Josh Gordon, who's left the team for uh, mental health issues. Uh, just that coming out this morning. Uh, still, it, it's the Bills at the Patriots. Uh, I think the Patriots will be focused. I, 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 I know the Bills are playing competitive football. I'm, I'm going with the Pats in a, in, a, in a massive number. I don't know. Josh Allen, we trust, plus 13. I don't trust the Patriots without Gordon. I'm taking the Bills plus 13. What do you think, John? Hate betting against the Patriots, but I got to take the Bills here, rushing the football really well. And, and uh, Robert Foster's played great for them, too. Uh, and they're much better on first down. I, I I think this is way too many points. I think this could be a really close game. Wow. Okay. So I'm telling I you, Josh Allen's a good quarterback. I saw him firsthand he, last, last weekend against the Lions. He's not a good quarterback. He's yeah, like a 50% passer. So what? He, he won uh, last he, week. Yeah, and he's running. He's doing a lot of good things. And, and uh, they're much better on first down, which is opening up their playbook. I, this, this is a different Bills team, and they're really good on defense. Too. Yeah, and, and you know what? Graham is sitting there. He's a numbers guy. Well, 50%. He's running for his life. He's playing for yeah. the Bills, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on the Pats. We'll see where we both stand at the end of this. All right. All right. Uh, Giants plus nine and a half at the Colts. And I like the way the Giants were playing. I love the way the Colts are playing. And then the Giants had last week. And the Colts, again, like the Titans, are playing for a lot. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Colts here. It's a, I know it's a big number, but they're at home. They're playing extremely well. I, I'm going Colts. I have to say, this number doesn't scare me whatsoever. Just because of Eli, I'm taking the Colts, and I have no problem giving the nine in the hook. What do you think, John? I, I love the Colts. I, I took them 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl this week. That was still out there. Uh, but oh. I just think this is way too many points. And the Giants are the best bet on the road this season. They're 6-1 and one against the spread. They're the best bet in the NFL when they hit the road. And I think once again here, this is too many points. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than this. All right, we're, we're, we used to do the Lions game last, but they no longer deserve that, so they're just wherever they land on the thing is where they land. Uh, Vikings plus 6.5 at Detroit. I mean, I, I don't trust Kirk Cousins and that Vikings team. 
sorry, it's Vikings minus six and a half at Detroit, right? Is that that can't be right? I screwed that uh, up. So. It, it, yeah, Vikings minus Vikings six and a half. Favorite. Yeah, I just right. had to say. We uh, yeah, I was yeah. giving six and a hook to anybody. I was, was going to say that, that's what I you do. Tell you all you need to know. Take the Vikings, to everybody. Take the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Get on that line. While the you Ravens are getting ten. I like Graham's. <laughs> Graham should open a book. John, yeah, sure. can make some. Our action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would be about as successful as your book, Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine ten years ago went down in flames. Um, all right, so yeah, I, I six and a half at the Lions. I, I don't love it either way. I don't trust the Vikings. I, I definitely don't trust the Lions at this point. I don't know where their heads are, uh, but I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Vikings uh, minus six and a half. Where this, you this game is garbage, and it's one that the Lions will win to, to screw us. I'm taking the six and a half just for the picks only. Stay away. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm on Minnesota here too. Uh, seven of the last eight Lions games have gone under, and that's because they haven't scored more than 22 points in any of those eight games. With the offense struggling that much, I got to take Minnesota. All right. Rams minus 14 at Cardinals. The Rams have not been playing well. Is this a bounce back game for them? Uh, against a bad Cardinals team where they, they put more than two touchdowns up on them? I am going to say yes. Um, and, uh, again, I for some reason, have been not scared by big numbers, which is probably going to bite me this week. But I'm going Rams minus 14. Where are you at, Jason? I'm taking Arizona, getting two touchdowns. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> hopefully John can help me out and, and change my mind. What do you think, John? Yeah, I'm on Arizona here, too. The Rams don't cover the spread. They've only covered the spread in two of their last 11 games, wow. which is kind of hard to believe for a team that, that is supposed to be this good. Uh, the other thing, uh, Arizona has been a double-digit home dog six times since 2006. They covered all six of those. All right. Uh, Steelers plus six at the Saints. Um, I, the Saints are winning any way they need to. Uh, Steelers on the road are nowhere near as good. I do think that's an awful lot of points, but I am going to go uh, Saints as long as it's inside of a score. Where are you at, Jason? I kind of like Pittsburgh here in New Orleans. What do you think, John? I, I like Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh's four and zero as an underdog this season. Four and zero against the spread as a dog this season. So when it feels like they they shouldn't be in a game, they 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 play them close, and and New Orleans offense hasn't been great. So I'm with Pittsburgh. All right, Chiefs minus two at the Seahawks. The fact that I mean I know the Seahawks are a tough place to play, and they're a decent team, but uh, this is Kareem Hunt. This is the Chiefs falling off a little bit. Minus two. I, I, I don't trust it, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go with the road uh, small favorite here. I got to say I like Seattle. Uh, I'm not super excited about it, but the, that line kind of confuses me a little bit. But I'm taking Seattle at home, getting two points. What do you think, John? I like uh, I like KC here on the road. Their favorites. Uh, love the way Mahomes is playing. They got a little extra time uh, from last week's Thursday nighter. I'm going with the Chiefs. Awesome, John. Anything you really love out there that we didn't get to? Um, I like over in Green Bay and Jets. Uh, Jets' offense has been a little bit better, and I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. So that's another one that that I like this week. All right, real quick, John, before yep. you go, Chicago, San Fran. That line has been weird all week long. I don't understand why San Fran. It's a uh, Chicago minus four hasn't budged. What do you, real quick? One of the toughest lines of the week. Uh, I'll go with Niners plus four. A wow. lot of sharp money on on the Niners the last two weeks. A See? lot and Niners much better in December. Last the end of the under Kyle Shanahan. These end these uh, the end of the segments always you get the best tidbits. Thanks, John. <laughs> Christmas should be paid for if you're paying attention. If not, just listen back when this becomes a, a, a podcast. Uh, John, have a Merry Christmas. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, John. See you guys, too. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll be right back. Couch in the room. 
If you're looking for a stylish, modern American dining experience or a bar to watch the game with a neighborhood feel, Cask and Company and Front 43 are the places for you. Cask and Company is a chef-driven, casual eatery and bar, perfect for both sushi and cocktails and burgers and beers, with more than 30 60-inch LED TVs, perfect for watching the game. Front 43 Next Door offers the same diverse and exquisite menu in a sports bar with one of the best television setups you'll find. Enjoy a daily lunch buffet from 11 to 3. Happy hour specials on drinks and appetizers and music bingo from 7 to 9 on Thursday nights. Come visit Casking Company and Front 43 at 3415 East Saginaw Lansing, just north of Frandor. These are dynamic times in Greater Lansing. Lots of great growth and change and opportunity all around. The Eyed Company is here and wants to help. Whatever your real estate needs are, be they commercial, retail, residential, or land. The Ides are a family company with a care and understanding of a small business, but the reach of a big one. Visit us at IdeCompany.com or call 517-351-2480. The Ide Company. Come grow with us. It's time for Did You Know? Brought to you by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. Did you know that over the last decade, sports tournament-related hotel room consumption in Greater Lansing has grown by 185%? How about the fact that over 20% of all local restaurant business comes from visitors to the area? Sports events in Greater Lansing are big business, and local hotels, restaurants, and retailers earn millions annually by providing services to these sports-minded visitors. Find more information at lansingsports.org, and now you know. You're listening to Couch in the Room. A spotlight production. When I was at Michigan as a student, I would, would go down and watch the piston practices at Chrysler. Yeah. And Dick Vitale was like a little tool. I mean, Baba Da, Bob Lanier, Essie Hollis, they were just abusing this guy. He had no control over <laughs> he that was team. Like a tool. I'm serious. I mean, he was. <laughs> I've saying. never heard so much vulgar swearing in my life. At him? At everybody. They're just effing each other. The drive with Jack and Tom. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 Pacific, on Spotlight Radio Network. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Carter. A Senate bill that would avert a government shutdown at the end of the week is now headed to the House. This bill would extend funding until February 8th. Most of the government has already been funded through the 2019 fiscal year. Mike Bauer reports a short-term funding bill became possible when President Trump softened his demand for $5 billion to help build a border wall. No indication if he'll sign it. The head of the Russia investigation is asking for the congressional testimony transcript of former Trump advisor Roger Stone. The Washington Post reports the move could signal that special counsel Robert Mueller is wrapping up his probe of Stone. The testimony could be key for investigators if they're looking to indict him for making false statements. And AAA is predicting more than one-third of Americans will hit the road this holiday season. The travel group anticipates a record-breaking 112.5 million travelers will take to the nation's runways, roads, and rails from this Saturday through New Year's Day. Lisa Carter, NBC News Radio. All right, Jason, good advice there from uh, Johnny Ochark, John Campbell. I especially, I was all, you and I disagreed on almost every pro game this week. Uh, but that means we really don't know what the hell's going to happen. Uh, some I of do. The, you do. Yeah. You do. Have you picked your games yet this week? I picked them all yesterday. All right, we'll get night. into that when we get back here. Yeah. Beginning of the second hour. I also want to get back into the uh, Justin Lane 
uh, Michigan State stuff. There's some reaction out there on Twitter. We'll be right back. Couch in the Roof. This is Matt Sloan with the best peace of mind guarantee you'll find only at Graf Chevrolet Okemos. Buy from Graf Okemos and you'll receive two years maintenance free of charge on any used car purchase. That's right, two years free maintenance. When your purchase is certified, Graf will double your free maintenance to four years. Now that's real peace of mind only from Graf Okemos. Are you looking for a used car on a tight budget? We have many cars to choose from, priced at $99.95 and under. We even have a good selection of vehicles under $5,000. If you're buying a used vehicle this week before you buy anywhere else, listen to this. Buying a used vehicle at Graf Chevrolet Okemos and you'll get free of charge two years maintenance. Whether you buy a $2,000 used vehicle or a $20,000 used vehicle, you get two years maintenance free of charge. That's peace of mind. That's why we call it the Graf Okemos Peace of Mind Program. So why buy your next vehicle at Graf Okemos on West Grand River just east of the Meridian Mall? Because your co-workers, friends, and neighbors are. Just ask. Graf Chevrolet Okemos Grand River just three blocks east of the Meridian Mall. Why should you buy from Graf? Because your friends, co-workers, and family are. Just ask them. We're making friends. Politics, business, sports. This is the Spotlight Radio Network. SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. The Houston Rockets set an NBA record with 26 three-pointers in their 136-118 home win against the Washington Wizards. Rockets guard James Harden hit six of them. Defensive intensity, uh, the way we you know, are allowed to create turnovers and get out in transition and create that pace, it allows our offense, our, our shots to be much easier, um, much more open, and, and that's the story right there. Harden scores 35 as the Rockets make it five straight. In Boston, the Suns surprised the Celtics 111-103. Rookie DeAndre Ayton with 23 points, 18 rebounds. Jazz over the Warriors, 108-103. Paul George with 43 in the Thunder's 132-113 win over the Kings. The Bucks outlast the Pelicans, 123-115. Sixers crush the next 131-109. Nets over the Bulls, 96-93. College, Tennessee and Virginia win. Seventh-ranked Auburn loses to NC State, 78-71. North Carolina coach Roy Williams signs an eight-year extension. He led the Tar Heels to three national titles. That's sports. Joel Stern, NBC News Radio. The eastern third of the nation will be wet today, and there's a risk for severe thunderstorms for a good portion of Florida, and a severe thunderstorm threat exists as well for coastal sections of South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. The heaviest rain today falls in the southeast, with rain for cities including Atlanta, Montgomery, Alabama, and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Rain will fall heavily in many parts of the east, including much of Tennessee and Kentucky with rain across the mid-Atlantic too. Rain for Wheeling, West Virginia and rain into Maryland, much of southern Pennsylvania and into New Jersey and Delaware. Rain will hold off in New England today. Some sun for Portland, Maine, Boston, Massachusetts. Rain ending in the Mississippi Valley today. Sunny and dry for the Plains states. It'll be a wet day for the coastal section of northern California and more rain for Portland, Oregon and Seattle, Washington. Snow in higher elevations of Washington state. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Lisa Carter. Some of the biggest backlash to President Trump's plan to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria is coming from Republicans. Trump says the U.S. has accomplished its mission of defeating ISIS in the war-torn country, and it's now time for U.S. troops there to come home. To those who say we have defeated ISIS in Syria, that is an inaccurate statement. To say they're defeated is an overstatement and is fake news. South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham on the floor of the Senate yesterday. He calls it a huge Obama-like mistake. 
The House today takes up a funding bill that will keep the government running into February. The Senate approved the bill yesterday to head off a partial government shutdown at midnight Friday. One quarter of the government runs out of money at the end of the week. The special counsel investigating Russian interference in the 2016 election is asking for the congressional testimony transcript of former Trump advisor Roger Stone. The Washington Post reports that it could signal that special counsel Robert Mueller is wrapping up his investigation of Stone. The testimony could be key for investigators if they're looking to indict Stone for making false statements. Stone's been under the microscope in the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election because of questions about whether he had advanced knowledge of the release of hacked Democratic emails. Matt Cook reporting. Someone in Texas put a large sign that read, Fake News Outside the Holocaust Museum in San Antonio. Officials with the San Antonio Jewish community say the sign was found Tuesday morning and removed. The Jewish Federation of San Antonio is calling the incident a clear statement of Holocaust denial. And Americans are packing on the pounds. A report from the National Center for Health Statistics found that men's waist on average have grown an inch since 1999 and women's waist have grown two inches. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. A study funded by the National Institutes of Health is using nicotine patches to treat mild memory loss. Dr. Paul Newhouse, a cognitive medicine expert at Vanderbilt Medical Center, has been researching this for years. If you have mild memory loss, nicotine can actually enhance your memory and attention functioning in a clinically meaningful way. The new national study looks at whether memory can be enhanced in patients with early memory loss using nicotine treatment for two years. But a lot of people would say, my gosh, it's nicotine, it's highly addictive, it's carcinogenic. So what do you say? In a patch form, nicotine doesn't seem to have any addictive or habit-forming properties. How excited are you about this research? Well, I think if it works, it's going to make a big difference. It's an inexpensive, over-the-counter treatment that we think could really help people if this study proves successful. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. And we begin our second hour on this Thursday show of Couch in the Room, brought to you by Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar and the Front 43 Pub over on the east side of Lansing, just north of Frandor, uh, two awesome places uh, that I would urge you to check out. Um, Jason, you said you have your locks of the week. No. Oh. Say locks. I just picked all the uh, NFL games last night. I knew we were gonna have Johnny Oddshark on this, oh, this I, fine Thursday. You, you don't know what you're playing yet. Well, you know what? It was gonna be Bears uh, minus four in San Fran. Trevor Darnell's talking me out of it. Johnny Oddshark likes it. I don't understand what's happening. The line hasn't moved. It was wonky, weird. Not saying it was a kneecapper, but it was a game that grabbed my attention. 49ers have been good lately uh, in, in terms of, I mean, they've had a couple impressive performances, right? Yeah. And that's why this the Bears just won the NFC North, though. It's true. They have a great defense. I don't know. Nick Mullins, I, I, they're not playing for anything. I, you know, it's one of those weeks where you have to sit there and go, who's playing for what? 
And I understand everybody's like, oh, these guys are NFL guys, and they have pride, and they have blah, blah, blah. Really? Wait till you watch Wisconsin-Miami in the pinstripe bowl. We'll see who has pride. But the NFL guys, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of the guys, especially a cross-country trip like that, so maybe that's why San Francisco's getting some of the sharp money love. I can understand it. It's a stay-away game. But a lot of guys in Vegas, Johnny Odd Shark, are loving it. So... That was one of my games where I was like, oh, boy, I stayed away from that. But I still like Buffalo, two touchdowns against the Pats. That's a, that's New a, England on the money line, but Pat, or Buffalo getting two touchdowns. Just yeah, saying. I don't love that's it. a lot of points. I don't love it. I w- the, the Michigan State-Oregon line, I really think, is a game that if you're an MSU fan and you think you're going to be ticked off if Michigan State loses this game, I would put money in Oregon if you think you can enjoy the game still nah. and deal with, you know, and, and you'd rather, you'd just assume have the win for MSU and the loss bet. In other words, hedge yourself a little bit here. Let let yourself have some cash. If you're going to be ticked off at Michigan State, it'll soften I, I the beginning of the new year. Listen, I, I've done it twice with the Lions this year. Actually, three times. One, when I was getting seven against the Patriots, it wasn't. It wasn't fun when you bet against your your team. It, I didn't like it, but it, there was just the Bears money was so it was that Bears game. I think it was just an easy money game. So it's not a fun. It's not fun to bet against your team. Just it's stay away. Go and, and have fun. You know, watching the bowl game. Here's the play I, I that I don't. I think I would do big time. Is Notre Dame money line plus three eighty five? Yeah, that's good. That's great money line plus nice price. Like, I mean, if you got a hundred bucks to, uh, you know, like if you got to decide right now, another gift for your kid, <laughs> or a hundred bucks on the Notre Dame money line, I think it's an easy choice. What has that child really done for you? How much joy? How much neediness is there constantly? Oh, Dad, why is Christmas on January second every year? <laughs> and if you win this game, <laughs> then then you can spend the hundred bucks on your kid. And you still have another three eighty five for yourself. That's another reason why I don't have a kid. Car payment, yeah, or something fun. You got to pay for the car, the house, car. What goes last? Like food, right? Like you could probably squeeze some food out, beg something there. You got to pay for the ride. You got to pay for the house. Uh, cable. Yeah, food's last. But I mean, you know, if you told the kid, hey, especially if your kid was into sports like we were when we were kids, your dad came to you and was like, hey, listen, we could let this this Christmas ride if you want to. I got Buffalo plus 14 this weekend. The other thing was. I get paid another week, you know. <laughs> false fails. I mean, I'm going to take you to Toys R Us. They, you know, I'll get you one of those stupid giraffes. They sell Ninja Turtles. I don't even think they have Toys R Us anymore. Toys R Us is no longer. Exists. Oh, they're done? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought they were trying to bring it back. Oh, are they? What a I, bummer. Yeah, I think they're done. Well, you know, I, I was talking in like, you know, 1989, Dad. Right, right. No, no. You, you put me in there. You, you put me in the Ninja Turtle aisle in 1989, 1991. I am, I am in heaven. You can just do whatever you want. Leave me there. Come back. I will have like six things I want you to buy. We'll negotiate. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Like my grandma Nick used to get me a present for however, like how many years I was of age, right? She stopped it at around 10. <laughs> yeah. like, but that was for my birthday. So but we used to go to Toys R Us. Yeah, we used to go to Toys R Us, and she'd grab a cart, and I'd get to pick out like eight things. It was the greatest day of my life. For like Grandma, when I turn thirty-eight, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> well, R.I.P. Grandma Nick. Ooh. You bought out, but uh, no, she stopped it when I was like ten. Just understandable. It can get expensive. 
I screwed up the Lions uh, Vikings line too. It's down to five and a half. Doesn't matter. Why would anybody want to gamble on that game? No, Stay away. There Seriously. are there were two games last night. I wish we had had a little more intel on um, teams beginning to quit. You don't usually have teams quitting like this. We had a bowl team in San Diego State that everybody loved, all the sharp money loved, right? Yeah. That just wasn't Ohio obliterated them, shut them out, twenty-seven nothing. Line was three, right? That's where Vegas guys don't know squat. They just don't. They don't know the game. They don't know the mentality. They see numbers and they get. And now you're. You love hammering on the Vegas. I'm guys. sorry. You're twelve games in. You got too many numbers at your disposal, and that no, hurts. You like them. to hammer the Vegas guys. I do. They don't know what they're talking about. I don't know. Oh, they don't know the sport. Is what they don't know. They don't know the mentality, the psyche of the athlete. And then you didn't play football, bro. UC, I didn't play either, but UCLA <laughs> basketball is quitting, and it's only December. They went in and lost by like 30 last night at Cincinnati after losing to Belmont. I'm telling you. So does that ruin kind of like Rex Rhodes' pick? I know he called a shot. Respect that. But now that they followed up with a, a stinker against Cincy. No, no. Like, he, he, uh, called it, he called it when other people weren't. All right. I know you guys love each other. No, we had our snuggle we, in 69. I get it. I'm just saying, I followed up with a Cincy game like that. You're going, oh, okay. Everybody saw UCLA coming. They're terrible. We've only spooned twice, and it was it was on the road. Oh, and, 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 yeah, you guys sixty eight, not sixty nine, right? And um, no, I I just think that it, it's fun when teams quit, and from a gambling perspective, you can notice it early enough before Vegas gets on it. Because again, Vegas will spend another two weeks looking at the numbers. Um, <laughs> you, you can I want to go out seriously. I want to go out there to South Point. Uh, hang out with Trevor Darnell. I want to. I want to hang out in the book. You know, just be quiet. Like job shadow. We have we have uh, young people coming and job shadow us. I want to go job shadow out there, and I want Graham Couch to be in a Vegas sportsman. Like you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. The hell are you guys talking about? Certain things they do. Certain things they don't. How about Florida plus seven and a hook? Does that line move down to seven? Down to seven. See, I got it at seven and a hook here. I just love that. I love the Florida. You know. Devin Bush, a lot of these guys in D aren't going to play. I love Florida on the money line there, too, plus 220. Ooh. The Notre Dame money line, I, I'm with you. I, we need to jump on this. We need to pay for Christmas with that. I just, a little, little bit of ride. That thing, it seems a little high, that money line, right? I can't figure that game out either. All right. I now have the, uh, the plan for everybody who wants to pay for stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Pay for Christmas. Pay for Christmas. So the plan is it's a two-team parlay. Florida, Notre Dame, right? Mm. You throw a hundred on that two team parlay right now. Mm. It pays fourteen fifty two. Get out of here. Two games that I mean could easily go your way. Hundred bucks, fourteen fifty two. That is the play of the that that's your play. We those are, those games are both on uh, Saturday, December 29th. One's at noon, Florida. And think about that: if Florida beats Michigan. You'd be sitting there going and rooting for Notre Dame. You'd have a hundred bucks. You lose a hundred bucks, big deal. Let's go halvesies. You win fourteen fifty two. Let's go halvesies. You and I have. We'll Venmo Trevor. We'll get it legit, not through any one of our guys. We'll go legit. Okay. We'll Venmo it to Trevor Darnell at South Point. Be like our third legitimate bet of our lives. <laughs> yeah, it won't be as fun, especially when you when you can kick a bookie in the chest. It's fun. That's a that's. That's money. You're getting money. As poker players say, you're getting your money in right. All right, you you and I are on this. Let's do it. This I'll, is I'll, we'll split it fifty fifty bucks a piece. The five days of couching the room Christmas oh, may continue. Could be great. We might not come back. <laughs> That's the problem. You and I would try and live off this. <laughs> the uh, and and that doesn't really work very long. As as I just mentioned, the five days of Christmas does continue. We haven't really got into it on this show yet. We have been doing giveaways. 
uh, this week for gift cards, and, and I will be in touch about addresses um, to, to send those out. And the other thing is we've gotten a lot of people who sent in how they listen to the show. And if you are listening and have not done that yet and want to screen grab how you listen to the show to us on Twitter or over Facebook, we will put you in the drawing uh, tomorrow uh, for the grand prize Couch the Roof gift basket. Uh, we're also going to have a giveaway today, uh, which we will do here uh, in, in a little bit, and we'll get into how we're going to do that. And by the way, shout out to Steve Schultz, who e- emailed us. He won a gift card the other day, uh, emailed us, said, hey, give it to charity or someone that can use it. So we'll figure out a way to give that out. But, Steve, thanks for listening. Absolutely. I also want to get back to MSU football and some stuff again because we got some reaction to what we were talking about with Justin Lane and Mark D'Antonio uh, and, and a couple interesting thoughts we can we can sort of break down and, and good way to dive into that. We'll be right back. Couch in the Roof. American Dining Experience, or a bar to watch the game with a neighborhood feel. Cask and Company and Front 43 are the places for you. Cask and Company is a chef-driven, casual eatery and bar, perfect for both sushi and cocktails and burgers and beers, with more than 30 60-inch LED TVs, perfect for watching the game. Front 43 Next Door offers the same diverse and exquisite menu in a sports bar with one of the best television setups you'll find. Enjoy a daily lunch buffet from 11 to 3. Happy hour specials on drinks and appetizers and music bingo from 7 to 9 on Thursday nights. Come visit Casking Company and Front 43 at 3415 East Saginaw and Lansing, just north of Frandor. These are dynamic times in Greater Lansing. Lots of great growth and change and opportunity all around. The Eyed Company is here and wants to help. Whatever your real estate needs are, be they commercial, retail, residential, or land. The Ides are a family company with a care and understanding of a small business, but the reach of a big one. Visit us at IdeCompany.com or call 517-351-2480. The Ide Company. Come grow with us. Would you or someone you know love to make a difference in the lives of kids and get paid for it? Dean Transportation is now hiring responsible and caring school bus drivers. You'll earn a competitive benefits package, 401k, paid time off, and we offer flexible scheduling. Excellent driving history required. Paid CDL training provided. Apply now at deantransportation.com slash jobs. That's deantransportation.com slash jobs. Make a difference in the lives of our kids and get paid to do it. Hi, Tom Crawford here telling you if you eat better, you feel better which is why you need to experience the real food and fresh fruit of the Tropical Smoothie Cafe in East Lansing. What a great selection. You toast wrap wraps, sandwiches, flatbreads, and gourmet salads, let alone the renowned fresh fruit smoothie. Two convenient locations, 1201 East Grand River, across from the MSU campus, 1595 West Lake Atlantic Road, just east of 127. It's the Tropical Smoothie Cafe, your healthy, guilt-free cafe and catering destination. You're listening to Couch in the Rube. A spotlight production. Time proper the Spotlight Sports Minute brought to you by the three Lansing area tropical swimming locations. Oh, yes, another, another college quarterback exploring the possibility about transferring after his freshman year. This time it's Georgia Bulldogs Justin Fields telling his coaching staff so on Monday. How lovely. I mean, do kids not want to compete anymore? I mean, come on, Justin. You know you're going to have to beat out Jake Fromm when you signed down with Kirby Smart a year ago. Are you giving up already? I got to tell you, between the early departures of the NFL, transfers, last-minute recruiting flips from one school to another, I don't know how college football coaching staffs keep their sanity. They must love what they do for a living. The pure chaos of revolving door personnel changes every year going into every season. No thanks. 
I'll stick with Sports Talk Radio. I'm Tom Crawford. The Spotlight Sports Minute, a production of the Spotlight Radio Network. For more, go to SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. The future of radio is here. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Carter. A Senate bill that would avert a government shutdown at the end of the week is now headed to the House. This bill would extend funding until February 8th. Most of the government has already been funded through the 2019 fiscal year. Mike Bauer reports a short-term funding bill became possible when President Trump softened his demand for $5 billion to help build a border wall. No indication if he'll sign it. The head of the Russia investigation is asking for the congressional testimony transcript of former Trump advisor Roger Stone. The Washington Post reports the move could signal that special counsel Robert Mueller is wrapping up his probe of stone. The testimony could be key for investigators if they're looking to indict him for making false statements. And AAA is predicting more than one-third of Americans will hit the road this holiday season. The travel group anticipates a record-breaking 112.5 million travelers will take to the nation's runways, roads, and rails from this Saturday through New Year's Day. Lisa Carter, NBC News Radio. Where Keystone Light meets Les Miserables. You're listening to Couch in the Room. Jason, I love watching you back there in the DJ booth. Like you're, yeah, you're up there just running the club. It's a good song. Bloodhound Gang. I know you're on camera, so you're scared to dance. I get it. No, no, that's I, why. That's what's great when there's no camera on you. Well, you can do whatever you want back here. I'll dance on camera. We'll do a dance off one of these years. One of no, these. No one wants to see that. They would. Actually, I think people would love to love to see that. I wanted to just jump back into the Justin Lane thing a little bit because we got a little response, and I think it's something that people are curious about. And here's exactly what Mark D'Antonio said yesterday. Um, he said Justin Lane has left the football team, so obviously he won't be playing in the bowl game. Everyone else is still with the team. I imagine they're playing. He was asked then, as a follow-up, is that disappointing to you? Yeah, disappointing. Everybody these days has a different philosophy on how these things are worked out. My philosophy is you finish. You finish the season. That includes playoff or bowl games. Other people feel differently. Doesn't mean I'm right and they're wrong. Just a difference in philosophy. Again, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that doesn't sound really like relatable in 2018, 2019 of these kids watching that right these four or five star recruits going oh so he's going to be mad when i don't when i sit out the game yes i mean i get it and it is a big deal david jackson had some thoughts on this on twitter one of our loyal listeners um just saying lane's presence against the superstar oregon quarterback and i don't know if he's a superstar but he's a high big prospect very good quarterback i would have been a huge advantage uh possibly the most important player on the field for msu i would argue the defense is going to be okay They've got some depth at corner. It would have been nice to have him for MSU. I think the most important players are on offense because they've got to find a way to score some points. Um, but he just talks about, you know, if a team captain walks out on the, I mean, he's not a team captain. But if you were to lose a team captain in this scenario, what, what, what point, what's the line when a player shouldn't leave the program? Quarterback? Like we, I thought the Will Greer thing. I I didn't know we'd see a quarterback do it. Will Greer did it for West Virginia. That was interesting to me because to me that's a position that's about leadership as much as is anything. And I'm not sure if I was an NFL team if I'd care or not, but it would certainly be a question then. You walked out on your teammates. You are the guy who makes everything else run. I don't know if that's a great look. And so that was um, 
That was interesting. Yeah, but you know what a worse look is? Playing in a meaningless bowl game for a team that's, I don't know, not paying you or anything like that. I know I, you get an education. You snap your leg, and your NFL career is either derailed or it's not going to happen. I'm totally with Justin Lane on this. Now I'm with Greer. I'm and with both. All of them. Yeah, what yeah. I mean, though, is I don't know – he left the team like in the way it sounded. He just like walked, and I don't. We don't know the inner workings of all that. And to me, what I would do if I were in Justin Lane's shoes is I would be really upfront with my coaches. And if they reacted poorly, then that would be on them. I would say, "Hey, I, I'm going to the NFL, and once I've made that decision, now I I, I don't want to play in this bowl game. Um, I'm not leaving the team, so to speak. I, I'm I'm happy to travel. If you don't want me to travel because I'm not playing, I understand that too. But I will be supportive. I'll be at every practice." Even if I'm not participating, like I, I still want to be, I want to support my teammates. That's the way I would handle that. Yeah, but the issue I had was like, okay, where's this D'Antonio been all year? I, I understand. What do you mean? He where he does answer some questions? Talking, he answers but, questions all the time. Oh, please, not like he answered that. Yeah, he does. Oh, he does. Uh, you're the there more than me, so yeah, you know more. I, I don't discount that. I'm saying for what he said yesterday, talking about Lane, the way he did, I haven't heard him talk. about like that about a player about a player i that, that he was disappointed is my point like yeah. I, I he does answer more questions than a lot of coaches i get that but i, I know this rugged old school guy but i gotta tell you if you want to sit there and look at your recruiting class and wonder why it's 26 ranked it's probably because you're answering questions like that i hate to break it to you you sit there and we support justin lane and his endeavors in the nfl that's how you answer questions if you want to be you know, in the top ten recruiting class, or you want to make the college football playoff year in year out, you have to. You got to play the game now. You can't be this rugged guy from you know thirty years ago. We get it. We understand you guys are rugged back then, but you have to be a different guy, especially as a as a college head coach. And to your point, David Jackson writes regarding D'Antonio on Lane. I found it interesting how he was obviously pretty pissed that Lane wasn't in the bowl or isn't in the bowl. I contrast that with some coaches who I won't uh, name who seem to celebrate their players leaving. Um, are those other coaches afraid of offending NFL quality prospects? And I think that's it. I mean, I do think there is, if you're a coach who is secure in your position and, you know, you, you, you don't worry about it as much, you may understand the bowl game isn't as important as the regular season games you were trying to get to. And a lot of, for a lot of these things, the bowl game is kind of like the NIT in basketball for a lot of these teams. Right. And how you treat the NIT and again, we'll get to the NIT. I cannot wait for our gambling segments on the NIT. There is no better place to gamble than the NIT basketball game. What's the, no, the CIB. What's the one? CBI. CBI. CIT. Those are harder because those are really hard because what happens in the CBI and CIT that is, is sometimes you think you know a team is motivated to play in it or wants to be there, but they're on these home campus sites and no fans show up. So being the home team, is not always an advantage if your team is demoralized by the fact that only 100 people and usually 6,000 show up. You know what I mean? That, that, the CBI is a weird dynamic. I'm, I have trouble with that one. The NIT, though, some teams are really happy to be there. Some teams want no part in it. Syracuse. And if you can figure out who's who, you, you can do, you do really well. Bowl games are the same way. And, but, again, the NIT, you, the NIT is... There's a ceiling to what you can accomplish in the NIT. The best thing you can be is considered the 69th best team. You can't you can't go higher than that. Now it can set up next year. It can be a championship. A lot of people get a lot of teams get something out of it. You're not really the 69th best team because you're better than uh, at least 
uh, many of the uh, auto qualifiers. You're probably around 45 or whatever. But nonetheless, you and same with these bowl games, right? There's a ceiling to what you can win. In the regular season, you are still playing for something. You're playing for a conference championship. You're playing against rivals. In a bowl game, there's a ceiling. Now, my question is, though, if we're getting to this point where players look at a bowl game and say, that bowl game is not a big deal, and we're, that's our NIT, and I'm not excited about that. I came to this school to play for something more, and we didn't get there. Oh, well, we tried. The question is, do players start doing that in the middle of seasons? If your team is 4-3 and three, and you're no longer in the conference race and what you were playing for is a conference championship, do you sit out the final five? Like, At what point does the bowl game become any less important than the final five games of your regular season? At what point are in you know, that? That's my question. Like, where is to me, if we're just talking about what makes the most sense for a player, are you 100% healthy or have you been going through injuries the whole season? And what do you have to prove? When, when will the NFL consider it quitting on your team? Like, if you're a guy who's you leave after game seven, does the NFL look start to frown on that? Think it speaks to your character. And where are you going to be drafted? That's the other. What makes Justin Lane a little interesting here, too, is this is not. Nick Bosa. This is not a top five pick in the draft. This is not Will Greer. This is a guy that we don't really have a sense where he's going to go. I think he'll be a top three round pick. Other people think he will be a. Um, other people think he'll be, not that. But think he'll be a uh, five or six round pick. Like when Jake Bud, when it happened to him, I mean, he still because he had some sort of insurance policy for five hundred and sixty grand tax free. So he walked away with something. I don't know if there that's something Justin Lane could have as well. But I, I'm sorry, but if Mark D'Antonio wants to sit there and have a press conference and, and say we're disappointed or in Justin Lane not playing. Now, what if he talked him into playing and he snapped his leg? Where's Coach D'Antonio gonna be? Is it financially? Who's kicking financial who's kicking money in? You can't talk yeah, you should never talk a guy into play. Here's if I was Justin Lane, my the reason I would want to play. Would, yeah. and I'm not just talking about teammates, would be financial. I, I look at the opposing quarterback, Justin Herbert, top, right? Maybe the top pick, top 10 pick, first round pick, certainly. Yeah, It's a weak quarterback class. It is a weak class. Either way, it's going to be a high-profile situation. And I have a chance to go and play, like, and show against him. If I shut down my guy, if I shut down one half of the field, or I get a pick, or I have some break. If I look really good in this game, when a lot of scouts are taking one last look at Justin Herbert, well, I always want to say Abear, like the way his name's spelled, like, like, like Bobby, Bobby like Bobby Abear, um, Saints. But to me, that makes sense. I get that. To me, there's an opportunity, but again, that would be partly financial. To me, if I'm Justin Lane and I'm not a, a first round pick, and I'm a guy who's trying to crawl up draft boards, that would be one of the the things that would appeal to me. I don't know his family situation. I don't know what he's been told by maybe an agent that says, you know, or, or a team somewhere, something that makes him feel like this is the best move for him. You have to respect that. And I think the hypocritical thing for Mark D'Antonio is that, again, he didn't wait till after the International Bowl in Toronto on January 7th or January 6th, 2007, to leave Cincinnati. Did anybody from Michigan that State at the press room? couple things there's some things going on well there i mean we got two questions you don't have a lot of time we had a lot of stuff to get to oh it was like the presentation of the 
Well, the other thing the is new recruits, yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think we're all yeah. Are you gonna pre- We're all uh, Mark D'Antonio's mother died within the last week as well, and and so you're you're also in a, in a mode where he I think he's going through the motions a little bit and trying to get through it's a very difficult time, and I think everybody there is cognizant of uh, sort of a pissing match that doesn't make a lot of sense. So write right it now. down for uh, spring ball. Or even late, no, no, after the bowl, no, there is a time. I know, I would like his honest take about the difference between coaches and players. I'm not saying, you know, to try to, uh, to pull a dig on him. I would like to honestly know his his answer on that We'll question. see if we can get Mark Antonio on this show in January. <laughs> you don't think so? He doesn't do that. any radio interviews, dude. We'll see. Hey. We'll see. Okay. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. Right. I, I love, the last time I love you... your reaction. Your laugh there was. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just. Demoralized. No, Izzo's easier to get on. Sure. He does a lot of the other shows. Coach D doesn't do, uh, sorry, I know you guys hate that. Sorry, D'Antonio only does uh, Spartan Radio Network or something like that. He doesn't come on some of these other shows. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if we can catch him in a time that uh, he's on the recruiting tail driving or, or is, is willing to do it. and Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I, I, I mean, we really, could ask him that question. Is he in your top five coach interviews, though? Like a lot of these coach interviews, and by the way, not just coaches, player interviews. Like I listen to Dan Patrick, a lot of the national shows, uh, Jim Rome. I'm going like they have these baseball guys on or like players. I'm talking about players. Yeah. Basketball players. Rarely do you get a good interview out of any of them. Mark D'Antonio right? to me is, is interesting. More more interesting in, in a lot of ways than, than Izzo for the reason you just said. Like Tom Izzo is very accessible. And it's not that Tom Izzo isn't interesting. It's that he's very accessible. And, and at some point we'll have Izzo on this program and – and that'll be a really good interview because he's a good interview. Um, but to me, D'Antonio doesn't do as many. And I find Mark D'Antonio to be a more interesting guy than a lot of people. I, I think he's there, there's some depth to him. And Like when he was in uh, San Diego with Leach, he looks so <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, that's the, that's the interview we got to get, right? Mike Leach on the right. Day. Yeah, well, that's easy. We'll, we we'll work, work on, on that, that, too. And, and there are some others. And we'll start putting together. I, one of the reasons we do a lot of writer interviews here is these are people I know, I talk to. And that I know are good conversations. And to me, it's about a good conversation from knowledgeable people that you'll enjoy. Uh, but we'll, we'll start doing some, some others here and there and, and get people once in a while. And uh, Notice we don't have many uh, beat writers about the Lions on other than Burkett. Just saying. What are you saying? I'm saying our, our writers stink for the Lions. Uh, I, I, Burkett's all right. Monterey's garbage. Mikey Rogers, meh. You know, Burke, I haven't read any of his stuff, to be honest with you. We need a we need one of these guys. We need a gritty Detroit Lions writer guy. I know you're gonna be mad at me. I'm just saying. These guys are playing like uh field hockey or whatever they what are they playing? Like Mikey and Rogers, they're all ripping on the team. Wojanowski, like they're all goofing I on the I would love team. I would love for you to spend a week oh, doing their jobs. Go. It's not easy. Okay. I, I didn't say it was easy. I'd like to see them do my job for a week. I'm not saying it's it's hard either. Please, give me a break. I'm not a writer. I'm not saying, but I, you know, they could be critical of of the radio show we do. But come on, you you put every writer on a pedestal. No, no, like I don't like do the that. Greatest well, thing of but, all time. What, what, I'm just saying. Don't, you, you, I'm you, saying as a Detroit Lions fan, I don't have a writer that I enjoy reading their stuff. Okay, that, no, that's a fair comment, and I'm sure if they listen to this radio show, they would go. I don't like Jason Nick, period. And that's fine. You don't have to like everybody, in my opinion. What don't you like about their work? You've called them out. What don't you like? 
Um, I like. I don't like that they rip on the team all the time. It's just a big goof fest. Uh, they don't like Patricia. The, they threw Patricia under the bus by the time he got here. Started it all off on a bad foot. You talking about the Detroit news story? The, yeah, yeah. With with, you know, with a twenty years ago thing that he was never charged with, and that wasn't him. That wasn't uh, Justin Rogers. Though. I'm not saying it was anybody. Yeah. I mean, you're going to ask a broad question like that. Right, I'm just right. throwing stuff out. You know, I know you're going to defend your people. I'm not saying all of them are bad. I do enjoy some of their stuff, some of their work, but they're kind of like the hipsterish. I would like a like a kind of an older school Ed Orgeron kind of guy. Tom Kowalski like, was great. Kowalski, yeah, the killer. Yep. yep. I killer miss Kowalski. a guy like Killer. Yep. To be honest with you, I mean, he these guys great. are all like kind of hipster, kind of like everything offends them. They talk too many politics on their Twitter instead of talking about Detroit Lions. If you want to talk politics, then get another separate Twitter account. That's, Those that's are all fine. fair criticism, and part of it is, and this is where the, the business is going, it used to be that if, if you were a beat writer, your opinions on just about everything, including the team, you would do some analysis on the team, but was were kept to yourself. That was the job for the columnist, and you got hired to do that job. And I'm not trying to just say that because I got hired to be a columnist. And politically, by the way, I, I agree with a lot of what they have to say politically. I don't really get into politics. It's just not what all. you're looking to. Right, but yes, I'm right. saying if you want to have an account where you're talking about the Lions and all of a sudden you throw – four Trump tweets at me. I'm going like, so that's one of my criticisms. And again, you say, oh, you know, go follow them for a week or do their job. I couldn't do their job. I can't write. I, you know, I'm terrible. I understand that. But if I'm, you know, if you're going to be out there in the public eye, why can't I critique it? Yeah, I, I think you know? Dave Burkett is really good. And yeah, you mentioned, I like yeah. Burkett. Yeah. yeah, I like Dave. He just has to hang around with Carlos all the time. Feel bad for him. That's it. Yeah, and part of it is where where this business is going, and and the the the, the sort of the hot take uh, and the opinion and what people. Uh, like, if you look at every headline now, it's how this, why this, right? It, it's an it it it's. It, but an the issue I've had you. with Carlos, though, and I know you guys work for the same organization. We do. He doesn't go on any shows, as far as I know. I haven't heard any interviews. And we requested when I worked with uh, Ryan Schuling, we did a show. I I would text him and call him, like, cool dude. If you have that opinion, come on a show and and argue about it. Or talk about it, defend it. I guess, right? If you're gonna sit there and go that crazy hard in the paint, and if I were you're one of your bosses, your guys down there, I'd be like, why aren't you going on radio shows? That's what's gonna get us clicks. If that's the way you're gonna do, if you're gonna be clickbait, Monrez, then own it. So, no, I, I I don't disagree with defending your thing. I remember when I did the uh, the tweet about the University of Michigan plane going off the runway that was oh. i came on shulings and, and like and i stand i remember all, that i stand by what i tweeted <laughs> like a couple things one that was a uh, first of all I, I was in a in a, a bar in dc <laughs> oh, i remember that and and i'm like i see and i don't have any idea how serious it is so i should have gotten more information but my if you look at the tweet yeah the tweet is about because i've covered teams like this how because all the information i had is they were going to travel then day of to play a game and how teams, when they do that, the more you play, the more pampered you get. And it wasn't about Michigan being pampered. It was about Division One. I've seen it happen with Purdue. Purdue whining about traveling day of by, by bus. You cover a JUCO team, they don't mind it. High school team, they don't mind it. Somehow, when you get a little bit of D1 juice in you, it's hard to do. And that was what the tweet was about. I had no idea how serious the playing situation was at the time. <laughs> and so that was important to come on and defend it. Because right. I, I still think it was a valid tweet based on the point I thought I was making, not understanding the seriousness of the situation. I didn't delete the tweet, and I came on, I came on Ryan's show. I came on a couple yeah, other things and defended yourself. it. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, look, it was not uh, the greatest take ever. It was not one I would make again in that moment. I would have gotten a little more information. But based on what I was trying to say, based on what I knew, 
that and, and I was making it about Michigan, and people obviously assume because you cover Michigan State, you're slamming Michigan, and I know like Matt Shepard was upset with it, and were, I mean, whatever it, oh, it is, yeah. it you know that's fine. But you know, what, what a lot of people were upset with it. Didn't ask me what I meant either. And uh, did Shepard have your number? I yeah, you guys, I've been on Shepard's show since. Yeah, I mean, Shepard. And I, I mean, that's what I mean. I, yeah. No, I'm just defending your point about you know if you have a problem with someone, you know, send them a text like, dude, what do you, you know? Get your side first before you make a public opinion, right? If you have someone's number, you've talked to yep. them and had some sort of correspondence. And that's what I love about Graham. I love that you will sit around a, just a pile of gas <laughs> with a lighter and just dance around it and go, what, what, what? And just stare at people. What, what? You want me to drop it? I'll drop it. I'll drop it right now. I swear to God. <laughs> I forgot. I totally forgot about that that Michigan uh, plane story. We'll be right Ooh. back. Couch in the roof. You're connected to Business Wrap in a snap. Hello, this is Phil Zeller, CEO of Dale Carnegie Training, offered by Ralph Nichols Group. How many seconds? How many seconds before somebody judges you? Think about it for a moment. You just see that person right now? Judge them. Go ahead. (laughs) I know you're not doing it out loud, but you're thinking it, right? You judge people within three to seven seconds. Yeah, that's the average person can judge another human being in three to seven seconds. Now, what do we really know in three to seven seconds about another person? Not much, not much at all. But we get an image of that person. We take in from that person what type of person they are. And oftentimes, we miss the impact we could have with people. It's amazing in life. We say, ah, that's not me. That's not me. But that guy over there seems to be really having a good time at the party. That guy really seems to be enjoying the concert. That guy really is having a good time with his kids over there. I wish I was having much as fun as that person over there. She looks like she's having a blast. Why isn't that me? (laughs) Well, because when people are having a good time, they're in their own skin, as they say. They're dramatizing their ideas. They're living life to the fullest. So think about it this week. Think about a little opportunity. I'm not saying you got to go crazy, but you got to go crazier than you are, and you got to have a little more fun. Dramatize your ideas if you want to have a more positive impact on other people. It draws them into you. It makes you more interesting, and people are more likely to want to get to know you and about what you believe in if you can dramatize your ideas. For more in-depth business discussion on this topic and many more, go to businesswrap.biz. Also, download the free OneTouch Business Wrap app by searching Business Wrap on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And from our founder, Suzanne Heward, that's a wrap. Can we just talk about it for five minutes? You're listening to Couch and the Rue. All right, our five days of Christmas continues here on Couch in the Room, and Jason's idea here, we'll see if this works. Going to make you work for it. If you can tweet at us the name of the song playing right now that we and just came band. out of, the, and the, the band, band. Yeah. name in the band, you and you're the first one to do so, you get a gift card. And if if it doesn't happen, we'll let it go for a little while because maybe someday on replay tonight we'll get it. We'll get them, give them 10 seconds of this. 
And of course you can't become If you only say what you would have done So I missed a million miles of fun I used to love this song though This is a guilty pleasure good stuff yeah um so we'll see if anybody comes at us and you know what we're, we're just gonna let it hang out there because a lot of people download this show later so if nobody sure. nobody gets back to us uh you know late in the show without a tweet just putting it out there we'll see uh we'll get a sense of uh, i tell you uh, what you send me a video video of like an instagram video or whatever of you singing it gift card to it, one person, you don't even have to be, you don't even have to be first no no <laughs> we will get you a gift I know, card I'm stacked it as if there's gonna be like 35 people doing it. First person, name of the song in the band gets a gift card. Yeah. Anybody who does a video, tweets a video of them singing this song, gift card. Oh, absolutely. Unless we get like 35,000, then we got a problem. But we'll figure that out. That'd be a good problem to have. Be a great problem. It's a great song. A great problem. Reminds me of when uh, times were good. Just turned 21. Time's not as good for you now that uh, you're not 21 anymore? No, actually, times are really good right now. But no, I remember when you turned twenty-one and everything. You had no care in the world. Just hope, hope is yeah, high. Yeah, but I mean, you had like a, you know, working a job and it just like all money was new to you. And parents were still kind of helping you out a tad. You know, times were good. There wasn't all these PC people out here. You could actually talk to someone like a normal person without having a hashtag something slapped on you. It's good times. There were good times. You could wear a hat sideways as a white guy and get away with it. You know? So we, we have actually gotten some responses here. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. We, wow. have a, we have an older audience. Okay, we got three three people came in within within a minute. Ago. Wow. <laughs> We're going to give away three gift cards. Do we have three to give away? Uh, Sure. Four to give away? What is it? I'm telling you, stop doing the telethon, Jerry Lewis. Jesus. I mean, the, the problem is, I mean, they all came in within a minute. But I think i got to look at the time. Wait, we only have one more day of this, right? One more day? One more day and we're doing of, a giveaway. Uh, yeah. Couch the Roof Christmas? Yeah, I think we could hand out four today. All right. We'll give them out to the first four. And still, still stands, send us a video to at Couch in the Rube Twitter of you singing it on video. All right. We'll give you one. So it's uh, Chris Davis, David Jackson. John Mellon and Luke Veith. Luke Veith winning twice in one week. All right. Good for work new, by Luke. For a new show. I knew <laughs> Davis would. Davis is a big music nut. So. But well done. Well done. Well done. So these four uh, are in. And uh, if uh, See, it, it pays to know terrible songs. on not a terrible the song. It's not a terrible song. It, dude, come on. It's all right. It's one of those songs you can, in, this, in the summer, like when uh, you deal with six months of three feet of snow and you listen to that song. And so, again, if, you, if, you're, if you're downloading it later, Sure. And, uh, and and so you, people have already won. The four are gone. You can also win one if you record yourself singing the song. We need a good minute of you, though. Or I don't know how long you need to do on Twitter. Half, 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, just 30 seconds. Just, just really record yourself singing. And uh, and we may play it. So, I mean, be no, aware. We, we will definitely play it. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's stop with that. We will, for, we will definitely play it. We will for sure uh, for sure uh, play I am I am, for one, Jason... Glad that signing day is over, and we are back. Focus on the games, focus on hoop season. It's a it's a weird, unnatural thing for me. A little bit, as much as I didn't love signing day in February second, it was it was so entrenched in me. It was natural. Sort of this late December, middle of basketball, before bowl games. 
it it takes a little bit getting used to it. Doesn't feel doesn't feel as right. Oh, and, do you want to talk about the uh, Duquesne Penn State game real quick last night? That's end? what I want to get into. Oh my bad. Sorry. Well, we don't do a pre-show sometimes. And sorry, my bad. I didn't know that's what you were getting to. My bad. It was definitely not going there. Oh, all right. Counting gift cards. <laughs> um, so I, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited to. We will start. Uh, we've done a good job of not overkilling this bowl game, and you and I are doing mostly live shows next week. Want to make people aware of that as well. Yeah, we'll be back the day after Christmas, right? Well, yes. So we will have. We're going to do a Christmas special. Um, that'll air on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Be like a one-hour thing, kind of like we did on uh, over Thanksgiving. It'll air just to, you know, play back to back two straight days. Uh, that a little bit timeless that you can, um, you can enjoy and, and uh, good time for your Twitter questions too. Yeah, we'll put Twitter questions in there. Probably. Yeah, why yep. not? We'll do that. Some Christmas Day Twitter questions, Christmas special Twitter questions. Sure. Um, and who uh, would you rather fight? Uh, <laughs> we we got a violent <laughs> audience right yeah, now. I like it. It it is, it is good. Um, and then we'll be back uh, Christmas on a Tuesday, so Wednesday through Friday the rest of the week. And uh, I don't, I'm trying, I can't even, we'll, we'll have to figure out the following week too, because I'll be in Santa Clara for a couple of days and there's, uh, we even got that far, but we will be with you. A lot of shows are going to do best ofs. We will have fresh content. And, um, I think that's, uh, that's important. So, um, Luke Veith writes to us, I don't need another gift card if you want to give it to someone else. There's no way I'm singing that horrible song. Christmas spirit. No, well, Luke, you don't have to sing it. Yeah. You won. You won in the top fine, four. You're but good. I said if someone else wanted to. You know, have a little fun. You're good, Luke. You got like 12 kids. I know you, you know, and uh, they're going to, you know, that's expensive to get that whole that whole family out at, at once. We'll be right back. Couch in the roof. If you're looking for a stylish, modern American dining experience or a bar to watch the game with a neighborhood feel, Cask and Company and Front 43 are the places for you. Cask and Company is a chef-driven, casual eatery and bar, perfect for both sushi and cocktails and burgers and beers. With more than 30 60-inch LED TVs, perfect for watching the game. Front 43 Next Door offers the same diverse and exquisite menu in a sports bar with one of the best television setups you'll find. Enjoy a daily lunch buffet from 11 to 3. Happy hour specials on drinks and appetizers and music bingo from 7 to 9 on Thursday nights. Come visit Cask and Company and Front 43 at 3415 East Saginaw Lansing, just north of Frandor. Fall means football, falling leaves, and furnace maintenance. Hi, I'm Peggy Doty. Call the winning team at Doty Mechanical today for a 17-point tune-up on your furnace. A furnace tune-up is a smart way to ensure your family's safety and avoid a stressful breakdown. Win this heating season with a Team Doty furnace tune-up. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 or visit us at DotyMechanical.com. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. It's time for Did You Know, brought to you by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. Did you know that over the last decade, sports tournament-related hotel room consumption in Greater Lansing has grown by 185%? How about the fact that over 20% of all local restaurant business comes from visitors to the area? Sports events in Greater Lansing are big business, and local hotels, restaurants, and retailers earn millions annually by providing services to these sports-minded visitors. Find more information at lansingsports.org, and now you know. Hi, Tom Cropper here telling you if you eat better, you meet better, which is why you need to embrace any catering needs from the Tropical Smoothie Cafe to leave your group refreshed, not sluggish. 
for your upcoming company meeting or event, please consider the great selection from toasted wraps, sandwiches, flatbreads, and gourmet salads, let alone the renowned Fresh Fruit Smoothie. Two convenient locations, 1201 East Grand River across from the MSU campus, 1595 West Lake Lansing Road, just east of 127. It's a tropical smoothie cafe, your healthy, guilt-free cafe and catering destination. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production. Time proper for the Spotlight Sports Minute, brought to you by the three Lansing area tropical swimming locations. Oh, yes, another, another college quarterback exploring the possibility about transferring after his freshman year. This time it's Georgia Bulldogs' Justin Fields telling his coaching staff so on Monday. How lovely. I mean, do kids not want to compete anymore? I mean, come on, Justin. You know you're going to have to beat out Jake Fromm when you sign down with Kirby Smart a year ago. Are you giving up already? I got to tell you, between the early departures of the NFL, transfers, last-minute recruiting flips from one school to another, I don't know how college football coaching staffs keep their sanity. They must love what they do for a living. The pure chaos of revolving door personnel changes every year going into every season. No thanks. I'll stick with Sports Talk Radio. I'm Tom Crawford. The Spotlight Sports Minute, a production of the Spotlight Radio Network. For more, go to SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. The future of radio is here. NBC News Radio, I'm Lisa Carter. Last-minute scrambling on Capitol Hill this morning. A spending bill that would avert a partial government shutdown seems to be in flux. The bill would extend funding for a quarter of the federal government into February. But President Trump seems to be the wild card. It's not clear where he stands. We do know there were developments just moments ago involving GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan. We know he stepped out of his conference meeting this morning to take a phone call from the president and then abruptly canceled the morning news conference that they typically have up here after these morning uh, meetings with the Republican conference. NBC's Garrett Haig. The temporary spending bill doesn't include Trump's demand for $5 billion for a border wall. He tweeted this morning he was promised the wall by congressional leaders by the end of the year. And the Harvey Weinstein sex assault case is headed to trial. A Manhattan judge this morning refused to dismiss criminal charges against the 66-year-old disgraced movie mogul. Lisa Carter, NBC News Radio. Gambling, booze, and lots of opinions. You're listening to Couch in the Room. The races, they were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. Tommy played piano like a kid out in the rain. Then he lost his leg in Dallas. He was dancing with the train. They were all in love with dying. They were drinking from a fountain that was pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun Get off your phone, Couch. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this tweeted out for our people, so I found a good video. Um, what, someone sent a video in? No, uh, there is a... So, I want one of the things Jason brought up that I uh, and thought he was kidding, because I yeah, had no, seen This is it. the problem with joking all the time. Like People don't take you seriously. Yeah, the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. So, yeah. uh, anyway, Duquesne coach Keith Dambrot. And Keith Dambrot, if you don't know him, he was a coach at Akron for many years. They've had some NCAA tournament runs. He was also LeBron's coach at Vincent St. Mary's uh, years and years ago. Um, and uh, I, I just, from the Couch in the Roof account, tweeted out a video from Roar Lions Roar of the Meltdown by Keith Dambrot, if you're, if you're on our, our Twitter page. Um, I'm surprised you didn't see this. Yeah. I, the I, College some, Hoops guy. Yeah, I had some other things going last night. Sure. Um, anyway, the... So it, it's a tie game with 10 seconds left. Penn State uh, guard Rasir Bolton drives the length of the court, 
goes to the rim, draws a blocking foul, five seconds left, 5.2 seconds left. Dambra is goes ballistic, thinks it's a charge, yells at officials, picks up three technicals, is ejected, and uh, they get six free throws to seal the game. Penn State did really quite a uh, quite a uh, an actual. Uh, By the way, it was uh, Duquesne uh, getting five and a half. Were they really? Yeah. And they lose by six on six free throws at the yeah, end? Yeah. That is a horrible bad beat. It's probably one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Holy crap. Yeah, because you wouldn't expect a coach ever to do that in a tied game with that amount of clock left. Yeah, Duquesne plus uh, five and a hook. That is <laughs> that is incredible. Um, the other thing is Duquesne was the job that before Dan Brett got it, I believe Dane Fife was offered turned down. And on uh, this staff, uh, two player, two guys you'll recognize, Charles and Carl Thomas, the twins who were great players, went to Eastern uh, Eastern Michigan and played basketball at Eastern High School in the late '80s, um, are, are both on Dan Brott's staff uh, there at uh, at Duquesne. So, because uh, re- as soon as I saw the highlight, I was like, ah, the, the Thomas brothers are there because one of them was with them at Akron most of the time. So, a couple Lansing kids and Dan Brott is obviously the uh, the LeBron High School coach as well. A uh, really good coach. He'll win at Duquesne. And, uh, but real meltdown moment worth checking out on, on Twitter. That doesn't bother you whatsoever. What's that? The, what he did. Oh, it does. To act like that. If a player acted like that, there would be stories everywhere. I'm not saying fire a guy by any means, but damn. Dude, no. You're tied with Penn State right now. You're an underdog. What the hell are you doing? Like, calm down. And you cost your team a shot at the game. because. Sure. And and look, he may have thought he was just going ballistic and wasn't going to get the first tech, and the first tech probably puts it to four points. But even then, they might miss a free throw. Even if they have four free throws, there's a chance they're going to miss one, and you're going to have the ball down three with five seconds to go. you got a chance, right? I, I get the frustration, and, and I don't know what else happened in that game with certain officials and other things that sometimes um, can dictate those things. But as a coach, you, you don't want to ever cost your team a game. Technical fouls should... To me, obviously, if you think you're really getting jobbed and, and you do it at a certain point in the game, fine. And sometimes games get away from you. But they should be done also to try and fire up your team. They should be sort of you, – you go ballistic in some ways to catch the attention of your team. Not with five seconds to go. You have to be smarter than that. Not when you're going to be down two if he hits a couple free throws. Unless a ref. I don't know. Maybe a story will come out in the next you know, 12 24 hours, right, where the ref was goading him or called a, a technical that wasn't valid or something, right? I'm willing to hear both sides first. If you, go to, if you go to the Couch in the Room Twitter page, you can see the whole thing. Uh, I just tweeted it out from, uh, from uh, a blog that had it up there, a Penn, State, uh, a Penn State blog. But that's the only way like I could understand if you went that ballistic and maybe like a ref was, I don't know, man, as a coach, you've got to hold your composure with five seconds to go. A tie game? If you're losing by four. All right, I, I'll give you four. But if it's tied with five seconds and you're going to sit there and not be able to handle yourself, that's, I don't know, man. That's not look. It doesn't look good on your record. That's all I'm saying. It does not. Um, but Dan Brott's a hell of a coach. is a great hire, I thought, by Duquesne. He'll, he'll win at that level. He won at Akron for years and years and years. Thought he'd never leave Akron. He had an incident in Central Michigan years ago. Part of the reason Akron got him. These are the best guys to get at the mid-major level. He had an incident in the... Uh, in a locker room at Central Michigan where he used a derogatory word that sort of uh, got him a scarlet letter on his chest and prevented him from moving up in the coaching world. And if you're a mid-major program, 
go get the guy with baggage because it's going to keep him, you know. Otherwise, a guy like Dan Brod, as much as he wanted Akron, they would have lost him 10 years ago. Could you imagine if Izzo lost the game that way? Imagine. What people would say now. Oh. <laughs> people now would be upset. You know what? Oh 10 years God. ago, you would have been okay. Now, no. No, now no, 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 people no. have lost I, a little faith. Graham, a tie game? Yeah. No. Hell no. You think people go off on Oh, it? boy. Oh, boy. And as well, they should. Any coach that loses a tie game with five seconds to go. I'm sorry. you got to be an adult in that moment. Have to. you got to think, you know. And that's coming from the Rube, Jason Nick here. Absolutely. Good show today, Jason. It's good. Enjoy it as always. We'll yeah, come man. back tomorrow. Do it again. We'll give away our grand prize. We'll do our drawing here on Couch in the Rube, Spotlight Radio Network. Rico Beard, Spartan Beat is next. It's time for Did You Know, brought to you by the Greater Lansing Sports Authority. Did you know that over the last decade, sports tournament-related